Well, hello everyone. This is Carrie back here with Homeschool Coffee Break, where we help you stop the overwhelm, gain confidence so you can take a coffee break while you homeschool. Hey, we are finishing up our gratitude series. We've been talking about gratitude. Our first series, we actually um, talked about how can we change complaining to thinking. Last week, we the part two was all about the first Thanksgiving and how we can use that story to inspire our children and our family to be grateful. Today, what I want to do is talk about being thankful in the hard times. Um, my last... I will tell you this, my life sort of went just hunky-dory. I mean, we had ups and downs, but about seven years ago, it took a big dip and went down. Thank goodness God is always there. But I will tell you too, being grateful and being thankful is one of the best things that I think I did to receive some healing victory. And there's some other things I'll talk about, but I want to, what I want to do today, we're going to, I'm going to share my story. Then I'm going to talk about what is God's will in your life. And then two tips that I think you can use to, um, to be thankful even during the hard times. So let me um, just share a little bit about my story. And some of you have already heard this, but a little over seven years ago, Steve, my husband left. Um, I've recorded um, our story on YouTube. You can watch that. And there's other times that I've shared my story as well. But one thing I had to realize there is my faith is not in my marriage. My faith is not in Steve Beck. My faith is in God alone. And I truly believe that he will reconcile our marriage. I have been praying every single day for Steve and our marriage and me, just as much changes in me. It's not, you know, um, that, um, that God will reconcile and he will receive all the glory because we will give him all the praise. But for some reason, the holiday of Thanksgiving is the hardest one for me all year long. It's been better the last year. Um, I sort of anticipate and go, okay, Carrie, get ready because um, I've had some hard times and I have had some emotional explosions at the Thanksgiving table. I have walked through depression the week of Thanksgiving. Here we are supposed to be giving thanks and I'm walking in depression. And a lot of it stems from him walking away, but I've been rejected and abandoned by several other close people in my family, in friends, my church. And so I've had to deal with that. I've also had to trust God for... Um, finances. And I've had to learn to flip the switch on all of these things and be grateful. So let's just talk about being grateful because I believe this can give us the exact will of God in your life. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. You're wondering, oh God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Where should I go? How should I make this decision? First thing you ought to be doing is giving thanks because that is God's will. And I believe when we give thanks and we turn our focus to him, he's going to just open up our minds and show us the things that we need to do. So First thing I will tell you is, and I think this is, as, as I talk to you moms, this is for moms, but it's also to inspire and teach your children as well. I've talked about lots of practical things you can do, go back and listen to part one and two. So I am talking a little bit more to moms, but if you have teenagers or even middle schoolers, you should be teaching them these things as well. So first thing, what is God's will for your life? Be thankful. 
plain and simple. You need to be thankful. It is not always an easy habit. For me, I will actually just pull this out. I forgot to get my prompt. If you are on the video, if you're not, then you could just imagine it. This is, oh, this is my gratitude journal. And my gratitude journal, um, actually, this is my gratitude journal. And I am on 9,449. That was um, this past week. And so, you know, you can see some different things. I use color markers every day that I write in it. I use a new color just to sort of distinguish about it. But I will tell you that the first two years that I kept my gratitude journal, I started in about 2012. I was religiously, habitually doing it every day, writing two or three things that I could write down. Now, I'm not so much, but I will tell you that focused habit changed my mind. I notice things out in the world. I notice things when my grandkids come up and give me a big hug. And it's not like I just sort of take it for granted. I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you. Now, the easy things like getting green lights. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, the pest control people came and took care of some pests here. And I am thankful. And I write that down as well. But I think this is an easy way, whether you do it as a family in a family gratitude journal or individually, you and each of your kids. I believe it can really change your mindset. Being grateful, you go back and listen to part one. I talked all about the benefits, but we need to replace complaining with thanking. And when life is falling apart, when you are stressed out, when you are worried how you're going to pay for it all, there's more money than there is money. When you and your spouse are arguing all the time or your spouse has left. Your in-laws are coming and you're freaking out and you know it's going to be a, a stressful time. Your friends look like they have the perfect Christmas and the perfect holiday or someone's missing. Whether that's them leaving, whether that's from death, someone's missing at the Thanksgiving table. Um, or a loved one or you has a chronic illness. Those are still times. If, they're, if you're struggling for money, you could be thankful that someone in your family has a job. If you have marriage problems, I will tell you right now, you ought to be grateful that you are still married and it's not, you're not separated and God can give you the ability to work on it. That may be hard to say thank you to. If your in-laws are coming, be thankful that they're actually care enough to show up for you and your, um, your kids, or maybe someone's missing. We can still say thank you for the times that we had with that person. So where the root question is, we don't just say thank you and throw it out to the universe. Where do we point our gratitude? We point our thankfulness, our gratitude to God. It's not just putting that in this journal. That's a good thing. But we need to remember our thank yous, our gratitude needs to be pointed to someone and that is God. So tip number one is we need to focus on God. We need to thank God. If you can't think of anything in your life to thank God for, thank, I mean, to be, yeah, to thank God for, thank him for who he is. God is always good. God is always in control. He is always working. Those are things that are true. Just go to your Bible and you can find things that are true about God that you can say thank you for. What has he done for you? He says in Philippians 1, 6, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day of Christ Jesus when he returns. He is continually working in you and in 
If you have a child that's walked away from the faith, he is still working. Don't give up. God is never giving up on you. He says, I will, that's my next thing. He is always with you. He says, I will never leave you nor uh, forsake you. I love the New Living Translation. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Hebrews 13, 5. So we can say, thank you, God, when everything else is falling apart in my life and I feel rejected by so many people, I can say, but God is with me and he will never abandon me. We can say thank you because he's forgiven our sins. He has, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to, to die on the cross because we have all sinned. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all deserve to die for our sins, but God loves us. There's another thing we can be thankful for. He loves us so much. He sent his son, Jesus, to suffer a cruel death on the cross and shed his blood because blood pays the penalty for sin. And so we can say thank you. If you can't think of anything, thank God every single day for that. And it will change who you are. And if you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, I would just beg you to consider the truth of Jesus Christ and consider the truth that Jesus died for you. And he paid a penalty. You don't have to die for your sins. Someone's going to die. Either trust Jesus for his death and his blood, or you're going to have to die for your sins. So he has forgiven us. He provides all our needs, not our wants. But he provides all our needs and he defeats the enemy. He even gives us armor in Ephesians 6 that we need to put on every single day. Those are things that we can say thank you to God for. Now, I will say as a side, and those are things that when you focus on what God has done, it takes all the focus off your circumstances and off of you. As a side note, I do believe that spending time in God's word, especially in the hard times, will either make or break you. If you are not spending time in the hard times, then I think you will be broken and you will be depressed. I will tell you that week that I walked through depression, I did not want to get out of bed. But I vividly remember Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, getting out of bed and reading my Bible. Did I want to? No. But I did it because I knew that in the presence of the Lord is joy. In the presence of the Lord, we can be thankful. We may not feel thankful, but we can be thankful. This is for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Those are Nehemiah 8.10 and Psalm 16.11. And that is what got me through a week of depression. Was just continually, it wasn't until the weekend that I realized what was happening. And I just said, thank you, God, that you were with me. Your presence was with me every time I opened my Bible. Now, let's just put these things in perspective. We have hard things, but I want to introduce you to a man named Mark, Martin Rinkert, and then I'm going to give you tip two. Mark, Martin Rinkert was a Lutheran pastor during the Thirty Years' War in 1637. He was performing 50 funerals a day, as many as 4,000 funerals a year, including his own wife. Not much to be thankful for when all you're doing is doing perform, uh, performing miracles. But you know what? It was during this time that he wrote the hymn, Now Thank now thank We All Our God. Let me read a little bit of it. It's a little bit lengthy, but I'm going to read parts of it. And he, I mean, think about it. This is the worst. And it is a, the pandemic back then was worse than this. I think a third of the people in the population lost their lives. In the pandemic, it was less than 1%. It was a lot. I'm not belittling uh, uh, the virus and all of that, but it was minimal compared to the total population. 
Here's what he says. Now, thank we all our God with hearts and hands and voices who wondrous things has done in whom this world rejoices, who from our mother's arms has blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. Oh, may this bounteous God through all our life be near us with ever joyful hearts and blessed peace to cheer us and keep us in his grace and guide us when perplexed, free us from all ills in this world and the next. And praise and thanks to God the Father now be given and Son in him who reigns, them in highest heaven and one eternal God whom earth and heaven adored for thus it was, is now and evermore shall be. That's a different perspective than we usually have. How can a man pin these words? Because he's in the midst of overcrowding, surrounded by deadly pestilence, with a famine ever everywhere, because he had the right perspective. He was giving thanks to God, not for necessarily all the circumstance. He was wholly focused on God Almighty and the love of our Savior. He chose gratitude. What are you going to choose in the midst of hard times? Now, tip number, so that's focusing on God, giving our thanks to God. Tip number two, I choose to be thankful. I may not feel like being thankful, but I'm going to obey because the will of God, he says, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. This is our time to give all to the glory, the Lord. So we will not be anxious. You may not live in the United States. You may be listening to this some other time. But we need to always be thankful. Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be eminent to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious for anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The New Living Translation says, and with thanks which leads to peace. So we need to thank him for everything that we have. Then we will experience God's peace. If you're looking for peace, that's this says rejoice and be thankful and give everything to God. That is what will give you peace. And so I think it's super important. We need to live for Jesus and give thanks to God the Father. My other one of my other favorite verses in this line of being thankful Philippians 4, Colossians 3, 15 through 17. Let the peace, and notice the similarities, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. That's what he's telling us to do. Whatever we do in word or deed, we need to do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We need to put on love the perfect bond of unity and that peace and that unity comes from being thankful. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. If you can't ever think of anything to thank, be thankful for, we can always say his steadfast love endures forever. That's where you need to land. I know that the holidays can often be a trying season. So we need to focus on God. We need to choose to be thankful out of obedience. You may be stressing over a job and making ends meet, agonizing over finding a little extra money to buy a special gift, grieving over your marriage, burden that your kids are not walking with the Lord, worrying over keeping up with all the other homeschoolers in your area. You can move from stress 
overwhelm and complaining to gratitude. I promise you, it will change your life. You will be walking in the will of God because in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. I'm Carrie Beck with How to Homeschool My Child and Homeschool Coffee Break. We'll talk to you next time.